Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick. Julie. And I'm Emma. Today we're talking about another deeply depressing movie, Mina Re, um, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, but entirely likely that I am not. And we make a pledge to ourselves that we're no longer subjecting ourselves to such sad movies. Never again. Instead, we're going to focus on what we know and love, which is happiness, joy, serotonin, and drag queens. It is the roast of RuPaul's Drag Race US, UK, tragically, ended last week, and things get really fucking uncomfortable. It's a true story, but we have a really good time talking about it and some other nonsense that I watched this week. Might play a game at the end, have a really good time. Oh, and maybe we'll debut some really fucking cool sounds. (laughs) Oh, 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 hello. Stay tuned for all those and more, like actual more. That was it. That's not part of it. <laughs> Enjoy this episode. That was perfect. Amazing. We are a community that needs to take care of each other. So let's all just keep our fucking masks on in public. Yeah. Yeah, Even if it is political theater to make people feel better. I will do things to make people feel better. That's okay with me. (laughs) A hundred percent. Like, why is it such a big deal? (laughs) Don't you hear all the Republicans like, this is mask theater. As they're going down to the border and taking like boudoir shots. Come on. It's like I'm in the jungle. It's like, go on my Facebook page. When planking was a thing, I did all these. Like, I did this photo shoot. I was real cool. Still am. Of all these different, like, planking knockoffs. Like, owling and, like, stalking where I, like, walked behind a couple and they took a zoom out shot of me. Or, like, Adam and Eving where my friend and I were, like, topless in a bush. And that's what it looked like. That photo <laughs> looked exactly like Ted Cruz down at the border. Just, like, things are crazy. Things are crazy down here. So he's crazy banana pants no question i do wish we could sick utica on him to talk about his weight gain because he looks awful like he just has like a heart attack stomach and slick hair he just looks terrible um pat oswald said this is why i don't wear shirts tucked in for this very reason no but you know utica did a lot of fat shaming during her um Mm -hmm. um, i don't know because i had to walk out of the room i could not watch it oh i put my scarf on my head and a pillow I couldn't fucking, I couldn't fucking fuck show. Yeah. Well, I'm going to need a different podcast partner then because I need to talk about it. Well, you know what? I screenshotted it all so we can watch it moment by moment, really. <laughs> Due to the fact that we do a podcast, I watched it later, but it took me like seven hours to watch the entire thing. I had to take a break every 10 seconds. See how different we are? I took 149 screenshots of the episodes. <laughs> I've been listening to another one of my challenges with some Zen Buddhist people who are awesome. I was like, which season? Is CT there? I <laughs> know. <laughs> CT was the Buddha. Uh, and he was saying, as a Buddhist, that he believes everyone has Dharma nature, right? Like, so everyone's a Buddha at heart. Then you come into this planet, you get hurt, you get injured, and that's what and happens. And then you become like, Greg. <laughs> Dharma and Greg. Remember that show? Terrible. <laughs> yes. So he said, it's really hard because I believe my whole life that everyone has Buddha nature. And then to see walking evil on the planet, it's really hard to marry those things. And I was like, dude, I feel seen. Because I just don't know what's going on. When yeah. Lindsey Graham is like, if there's a natural disaster and the police can't protect me, I'm going to fucking load up and open up on my constituents. You're like, what did you just say? 
Aren't you supposed to be helpful if there's a natural disaster, not thinking about how your guns can oh kill everybody? <laughs> I mean, it was much more favorable. Not that it was that much better when he was just like Lady G, closeted homosexual who has a harem of prostitutes. None of that is true, right? I mean, if it were, there would be a photo somewhere. I, I, he does give me gay vibes, but so does everyone. I saw Rock the other day and I was like, oh yeah, he wants it. He wants what I'm putting down. It wasn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson, just a rock, a pebble, if you will. But no, ever since I had to drape my shoulder at like the French politicians that all had their like beefcake calendar where they draped their button downs over their shoulder, I did the same thing at my vaccine appointment. Not as built though, working on it. Um, I was just like, oh my God, this is my debutante ball. I'm ready to get back into the world. Like, I think I had some inclination that this would be like major switch in my brain and I'd feel instantaneously better. And I do feel lovely, but I think like everyone else who survived this, there's significant damage done to our collective psyches that needs to be repaired. And this presents opportunities that that's possible, which is exciting, but I don't feel the immediate switch of just like, oh, serotonin, welcome back. Well, you're also five weeks away from sex. Like it's still five more weeks. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Once I get the second shot and two weeks beyond, I think I'll feel much better. That would better. be five weeks, just like I just said. <laughs> Thanks for reiterating that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the thing is, Julie, um, I wanted to say it myself uh, because of who I am as a person. Unfortunately, it doesn't inoculate personalities <laughs> boom, boom, Ayo. Boom. Ayo. we were in the car singing a modified version of come on eileen um substituting <laughs> vaccine for eileen should i regale you with it right now Please. Let's go for it. <laughs> come on eileen we just got the vaccine in this moment feels like victory we got pfizer but they're all great i'm sure soon enough we will all be free Come on, come on, and now vaccine. Yeah, amazing. Wow, way to take so an good. awful song and make it awesome. So much worse. Yeah. No, I said make it awesome. Oh, no, 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 no. I just sometimes, mostly that's the thing, my damaged psyche, I have to protect myself. Emma and I, I can I, also on the see the car. Emma in overalls with like one of them open, <laughs> but not you. Doing the uh, arm exercises where we were sort of punching along to come on Eileen. And as it gets faster, you know, we punched harder because <laughs> we're fucking cute. Um, that was the most exercise I've done in 339 days. Do you know how I know that? Every day, the exercise apps that I downloaded at the beginning of the pandemic when I was like, I'm going to be hot after this are like, you need to exercise. It's been 339 days. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I think I did all of them. I mean, you I did didn't, all of that. Yeah. I didn't get my splits, but I did 30 days of getting your splits. Yeah. Turns out it takes more than that. My, yeah, I did like 21 days hip opener. Hips are still pretty closed. Um, <laughs> I can birth a child. My hips are so flexible. Just saying. <laughs> I'm still filled with love and rage, and I have one more week to go of that one. So. <laughs> Was the Tense. point of it to rid you of either of those emotions? I no, I think it was to get comfortable with them and be aware of them. And Lama Rod Owens is awesome. He's just it's a lot of steps and my brain has turned into Swiss cheese. I'm not really sure why. So he's like, please do your opening meditation sequence. I'm like, oh shit, what was that? I'm like, something about lighting a candle, welcoming in your ancestors, being a nice person. Oh, make the space nice. Okay. Start out with the seven homecomings. I'm like, how is that different from the opening? I'm like, I think you invite in all your people and your ancestors. Then he's like, now just do some snow on how you're feeling, which is like, see it, name it, own it, love it, lift it, something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like a lot of thinking. I'm just like, what's happening now? (laughs) Is that going to be, are you the new Daft Punk? 
See it, know it, own it, learn it, love it, live it. Let's do it again. Work it hard and make it faster. There's also make it stronger. Oh my god. So all right. Back in the day when I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do for a living, but I knew I didn't want to work in the hospitality industry any longer. Yeah. I decided to volunteer. Anyway, so I was teaching dance, my own dance. This is before I was a dance teacher. Um to mostly incarcerated teens, women in rehab, captive audiences who couldn't go anywhere and had nothing else to do, right? And I wasn't getting paid. So if it sucked, who cared, right? I could practice. They could have somebody mildly entertaining. It's a Mm win-win. So a woman asked me if I wanted to teach hip-hop to these inner-city youths. And I said, sure, sounds great. I'm already doing that. Why don't you come over to my house? You know, we'll learn a routine or whatever. Great. We learn it. It's just stronger. Work it harder, make it faster. Mm -hmm. That's what made me think of it. So then at the end, we all get down on a knee and start praying. Now, I have not signed up for that at all. <laughs> so unbeknownst to me, we're doing hip hop for Jesus. And mm. I'm going to be in charge of reading like a catechism. At which point I'm what? like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to misrepresent myself in any way, shape or form. But you never brought up Jesus. And I don't know what you're talking about. So this girl lives in Kentucky at the top of a hill. So I go to her house, top of the hill. She's way younger than me. Yeah. She has five children and is married. And then in the house next door is her sister who's married to her husband's brother. They have six children. So basically, Jim Jones is working in Kentucky. So now I'm up on the um, homestead freaking out. Like, are they going to make me stay here? Is this going to be okay? Do they know I'm Jewish? Can they smell it on me? Am I in trouble? (laughs) And then um, she's like, oh, okay. Well, then how about you just come with us and you don't? do any of the religious part and i was like sounds great so i go i teach it super fun the kids are great and at the end they basically tell them they're all going to burn in hell if they don't accept jesus christ as their personal savior. and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i feel like a scientologist or a scary christian but i never did it so like do you want to do it again i'm like i sure don't nope no oh my god and then they were surprised when lil nas x creates a music video where he's stripper pulling down to hell all right what a fucking Bop, what a music video, what a message. And everyone fell straight into the trap. It's like, you're going to hell if you're gay. And then it's like, goes to hell, surprise Pikachu face. It's like, bitch, it's like, why don't you accept the ever-loving God who hates you? <laughs> okay. And has 666 blood-soaked shoes. Not blood-soaked, they have one drop. Sold out yeah. less than a minute. Boom. I mean, how? okay, have you watched the video in its entirety? Yes. Yes. I only watched it today, and I was <laughs> flabbergasted. Yeah. It was a it, lot. It, it was. Like it was a lot. Katy yeah. Perry plus the devil. Like it's all bubble gum and pretty colors and lap dances for Satan and licking <laughs> sequin outfits. It's a lot. I know yeah. I'm not the target audience. Well, no, it was. It was a lot. And the CGI and everything. I don't know. I was just freaked out by the snake that was also himself and he was making out with himself. That was the only part where I was like, "This is interesting." And he was um, shaped like an alien penis head, Snake Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was fine with. That felt normal. <laughs> Um, I did appreciate it. And then I dove deep into this to like, Oh good. I was hoping you did tell me yeah. all about it. So he was inspired very heavily by SpongeBob specifically that <laughs> Patrick scene <laughs> where, um, Patrick what? is wearing high heeled boots and things, which is what he's wearing on the stripper pole. And then Kennedy Davenport lives. That's her entire life. And then when they threw a stone at him in the sort of Coliseum scene that hit this him, big. it was a butt plug. It was a butt plug. <laughs> And the whole time. And then when we got to the line, because I had heard the snippet like two months ago because he posted all over TikTok and it made it down to old people YouTube where I live. And I was like, this is a, this is catchy as fuck. I need to find it. 
And then when it was finally released, I was like, okay, everything makes sense in the world. Listen to the lyrics. And there's this part where he's like, shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding. And I just screamed, bottom rights. Bottom rights. <laughs> like, not only is he being authentically himself, authentically gay, as a black man in a community where, you know, a lot of that's looked down upon, sort of feminization and playing with gender and homosexuality. And he's just like, bitch, I'm riding that fucking dick. And if I'm going to hell, I'm fucking the devil. And then I'm going to take his fascinator and make it my own. And now I'm Satan. I know. And then the entire time on Twitter, he's having a field day with her. Well, first of all, he's in a Twitter feud with uh, Christy Nome, right? Right. Who's that? Right. <laughs> but she is a, she's a monster is what she is. But she's a political person. Is she like the Tommy Lauren? No, she's an actual governor. Yeah, she's oh. the governor of South Dakota. And oh. Yeah. How do you spell her last name? N-O-E-M. That's probably, yeah. Okay. I have seen her on Twitter, but I didn't know it was pronounced that way. I don't think it is. Who knows? But she just <laughs> keeps like, like putting out these Bible quotes to him in response. And then he did the quote of shoot a child in your mouth while I'm writing Montero 10 <laughs> colon one. <laughs> Somebody did a really good review of it on YouTube and was like, listen, why aren't you more upset that he was raised in the church that turned their back on him? Yeah. You know, than any of this. He obviously has suffered a lot at the hands of Christianity. And oh, as a pastor guy on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, Instagram saying, you know, he he's obviously someone who's been mistreated by the church. So and he was looking for a home and he didn't find one there. So we need to look at us and why we're not welcoming him because he's one of God's children. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. thing that's like Emma and I were both raised Catholic, and at least for me, the thing that sort of moved me away from the church or being that devout was seeing all the injustices that were swept under the rug and seeing the hatred towards other groups within the Christian Christianity. It's like the most devout people were also the most discriminatory. And it's like, you are doing the worst job of sort of proselytizing others by creating this image that the entire community is fueled by hate towards people. It's like, what's the tea? <laughs> Mm. I don't know. I'm just going to start adding laughter when I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no, I will say like, I, I don't know. I just love, especially in the shadow of WAP, just these like, you know, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion owning their sexuality in a way that men have been doing for quite some time within the rap community to have this super high profile, very famous, super successful gay black man own his sexuality in its entirety and sort of create this dialogue, whether it was for show or not, I feel like it's a little bit of both of like, here's a real message, but also this is going to gain a lot of social media traction and such. It was such a boss move. So the song is kind of a bop from what I heard of it. I mean, like it's filthy, but the hook is good, right? Yeah. So did you find the video like, were you aghast? Were you agape? Were you a laughing? Were you a turned on? Like what, what was your... Like, well, I mean, I think my immediate thought was like, oh, my God, the production on this is insane. They spent millions on this. And then <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, the special effects. This is wild. They spent a fuck ton of money on this. And then I was just sort of like, I don't know. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is insane and terrifying. Nor was I was like, yes, bitch. I got there eventually. I was just like, oh, wow, this is a lot. It's a lot. But I enjoyed the song. Good for him. Song, Go live X. Yeah. Once I read more into it and I read the lyrics and I got in there and I got to the message and I was just like, all those kids who love old town road, hope they don't look it up on YouTube, <laughs> but 
Well, that was interesting because before it came out, he released the cover art, which is a little biblical. It sort of looks like Adam and God. You made that sound dirty. You made that sound dirty. Well, first fingers. of all, Michelangelo oh, was gay. And there's a meme that's like, oh, you want me to paint uh, the top of your chapel? I'm going to draw a bunch of dicks on it. <laughs> it just tickles me every time. Uh, and only me, apparently. But he released the cover art where it's just like, him shooting an arrow towards him and they're sort of covered by clouds, but he's clearly nude and it's very suggestive. And this uh, cis white man on Twitter was like, you know, I fuck with the song, but the cover art's pretty gay. And he was like, dude, the song's gay too. <laughs> like, it's all gay. I'm gay and I make music that is gay. So <laughs> it's also eminently listenable. Have you listened to all the outrage about Justin Bieber with the Martin Luther King Jr. lyrics and putting him as one of the co-writers on his album? No. Gross, no. So originally on Atlanta, the show, they made a joke that Justin Bieber should do an album called Justice. And Justin Bieber heard about it and made an album called Justice. And then yeah. Martin Luther King is reading, you know, and then he's overlaid. So everyone's pissed off and like, fuck you, Justin. I totally get that. And then right after that, they all go, but the album slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me of the Chick-fil-A thing when you're like, the Keenan and Kelt when they were like, but it's made out of babies. They're like, I know, but it is so moist. <laughs> You're just like, we are all messed up. Right, left, center, progressive, conservative. We are all effed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a giant list of things this week, so let's get to it. Let's Did you in. watch yes. Minari? Minari. It's not Minari. No. As soon as we got in there, I was like, I fucked up. It's Minari. Anyway, it's not Minari. Yeah, me Okay, so I'm going to throw a flag on the play. So I think it was my idea that we watch all these Oscar movies, but seeing as how we're supposed to be like a light and fun podcast, I'm going to say <laughs> fuck this shit. We have watched three super sad, heart-wrenching, gut-twisting movies yeah. in a row. I know. I feel like it broke you down and built you back up. Like this one girl, when she was petitioning for sororities at Xavier, the university I sort of attended she was like i think we should have sororities because they break you down and build you back better and i was like okay well i hate you just like scientology like no thank you mm -mm. so in my opinion it was beautiful it was lush it told the it great. music was fantastic too the so. music was fantastic the acting was great it was wonderful to not be on anyone's side like you could you weren't like i hate the husband or i hate the wife or i hate anyone yeah you saw everybody's side they were amazing it was terrible. It was awfully sad. <laughs> it was very sad. Yeah. They were Spoilers miserable. forthcoming. But yeah, when... when What's the spoiler? Grandma... Everything yeah. you've seen in the trailer happens. It's super sad. Well, Sunja, we didn't see that she had died in the trailer. She didn't die. She doesn't die. She has a stroke. But you well, a part of her died. dies. Yeah, you thought she died. Whatever. Exactly. Way to save yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the little boy didn't die was the only, like... Oh, that thing I was really scared was going to happen from the very beginning didn't happen. So I was like, when he started running, <laughs> and I was like, oh, if he drops dead right now, I'm out. I know. I was waiting I'm for the entire out. time. Yeah. For some reason, I knew in the back of my mind, I think, that the filmmaker, it was his story. Mm, so he gets strong. So okay. he would live. Yeah. I didn't have that reassurance. <laughs> I was just like, this is why the boy has won all the awards, because he died at the end. And that was the He was the most annoying character in the movie. <laughs> When he peed in that cup for his grandmother, that's not okay. He was so mean to her. You smell like grandma. You smell like Korea. I'm like, get the stick, kid. I'm with the parents. Go get, you broke that one. Go get a better, not that flimsy one. Get a big stick. 
Oh my god. I don't know why everybody loves that kid. That kid sucked. I hate that kid. <laughs> well, I think I mean outside of the movie, he's very charming. Have you seen his acceptance speech for whatever award he won, like Critics Choice, Best Young no. Actor or something? So sweet. He just starts sobbing. All right. He's like, I really hope I get to act in another movie. So the cute. chicken sexing, I didn't actually know that that happened. I didn't know that they destroyed all the, the boys. I did read Diet for a New America in the 90s, but I did not know that, so that was very upsetting. What a terrible job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was emotionally heart-wrenching. I will give you that. Will Patton from Armageddon carrying that cross down the road as his church. Yowza. Yeah, he was also tricky. I just I was just waiting for the shoes to drop. I was like, oh, these are a lot of unstable hearts and people yeah. and like things are going to... Break. I didn't even think to be worried about grandma because she seemed so strong and feisty. And then I was like, shit, she That's died. when they get you. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I thought for sure she was dead, didn't you? Oh, yeah. She. I mean, she looked so cold and white. And <laughs> And she was taking away heaven. He didn't have to look at heaven for her. I know. I was like, God damn it. She went there. <laughs> now, I haven't watched The Walking Dead, but does he have a big lo- part on that? He does, yes. He's one of the main characters. Um, spoiler alert, he does die. As Doesn't does everyone. everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But exactly he's the one who helps out the main protagonist, Rick. Um, from Rick, 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 <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Rick, Amy Poehler's stepdad in yes, Saturday Night Live? Yeah. yeah, yeah, But he's like That's the most joke. wholesome Rick. character. He's the heart of the show. And then when he leaves, it's like, I'm sad. Because everyone sort of loses their humanity as they're surrounded by inhuman monsters. Heavy metaphor. It's like, we got it. And... Yeah, Glenn, the character he plays, is just sort of like the emotional moral rock of it all. Well, I thought he was amazing. I thought the woman who played Monica was amazing. They were all, there was not a moment of bullshit in there. It seemed really true. Turns out that Monica and the grandma lived in an Airbnb together, and everybody would come over there every night and have dinner, and they really created a sense of family. So I'm like in love with all of them, and I wish I hadn't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) But I heard the director on an interview with on Fresh Air, but not with Terry Gross, and he was just talking about how gut-wrenching it was, the whole thing. And he starts crying, and I start crying, and it's awful. So. You said it's the director's story, kind yes. of? Yes. Yeah, his family moved from California to Arkansas. He ended up there. It's very upsetting. His parents yeah, no one... did do chicken sexing as a job, which sounds yeah. filthy, but it's not. You're like male or female. Anyway, yeah. no one should end up in I, Arkansas. I, it did make me want to uh, go to a farmer mar- farmer's market yes. more often or like buy into a CSA. <laughs> I was like, God, farming is so hard. And it like, so you know, as quickly as that one place in Dallas was just like, no, actually, we don't need you anymore. We're going to buy it from California. I was like that just like the contracts are so fragile and, you know, and still pay shit even if they go through. I was like, this is a, I mean, I've been thinking about how bad of a system American farming is for a while, but yeah, then grandma burns down all the inventory. So who cares? <gasps> oh, grandma. I know Phil was so mad at her. I was like, you can't be mad at her. She had a stroke. <laughs> well, maybe if you have a stroke, you shouldn't be in charge of burning the garbage. I know. <laughs> Plus don't use the plastic bag. So bad. So many mistakes were made. <laughs> I mean, more depressing movie prompt nomad land or this. I don't really know. I think this. This feels more depressing. depressing. Yeah. Well, at least they get a mildly happy ending at the end of this one. They're still together. The mom's on the plan. Yeah. She's like still looking sad. In her I man. guess. I felt like I wanted the mom to have more. Well, you know how you can look at Nick and I and you're like, boy, they got a lot of thoughts going on in their head. 
I loved the peacefulness of Monica. She seemed just very like I'm having a thought. I'm swallowing it. I'm not looking at it anymore. I will sit here quietly. You're like, okay. But that became part of the problem is that she never addressed the things with her husband. Their fighting was very painful. Yeah, it felt very real. Yeah, I normally am like, go ahead and fight. But oh, and the kids making the paper airplanes that say stop fighting. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Thanks again. So should we round this out with the father next week? And I, can just <laughs> I don't jump. know if I can handle it. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I think we should watch Barb and Star or whatever it is. Have yes. we watched that yet? No. That's no, way more our it. style. This is a mistake. <laughs> this is me trying to be like old Julie when I used to see every movie that was in the Oscars and I always knew what was going on. Well, that was a different time. This person does not want to see anything else sad. Yeah, How about Barb and Star for next yes. week? Yes, please, please, please. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm a hundred. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was nodding on a <laughs> Yeah, no. All in. No, this was depressing. But I like, I mean, you know, I've fallen down the K-pop hole. So I'm. it was interesting to flesh out a little bit more of South Korean culture through media. Because <laughs> uh, all last night, what was I watching? I was watching um, fan cams that seemed to confirm a relationship between Rosé of Blackpink and Jungkook from BTS. How many hours did I devote to that? One whole one. One whole hour. No, it's just like videos of them at different award shows and them reading way too much into their gestures and eye contact and things and being like they're obviously dating and i was like they're a hundred percent banging yes no i agree <laughs> there's this whole world of i guess people like us who think that their opinions matter and they get on youtube <laughs> and tell everybody like this is what's going on but but people care there are millions of views on those oh well so here's what happened to me i was looking for something to watch i don't know how i ended up on disney plus I decided to watch, start watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I find Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie both very attractive. So yeah. I watched it. It was a hoot. Great. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. Good looking guys in suits being douchebags making me laugh. I know nothing about that. What is that? It's Marvel. Okay. That's, that was the start of the Marvel world. Yeah. For me right now. I've watched a couple <laughs> things before. But anyway, then I, somehow I end up on YouTube like they're like, "Oh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie being chaotic for 7 minutes," which I watch and they're not. They're not that funny. They they seem like average douchey guys who are super hot. So good. Well, that's not true. Anthony Mackie Anthony Mackie's funny. We went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, he went to Juilliard, like he's a big deal. Um but they all just basically want to punch each other in the nuts like, you know, a new girl. So they're whatever. They're not great. But it led me into this guy who was like, let me break down this 30 minute episode for you in an hour and 45 minutes. I was like, okay. So I watched <laughs> some of that. Anyway, it's fun. It's mindless. It's great. So I go back to Disney Plus to see if there's a third episode. There isn't. But what pops up? The Mighty Ducks reboot. <laughs> what? Lauren Graham's in it. What? Emilio Estevez, who called Cincinnati the Paris of, of America. Hearts and eyes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Mighty Ducks, big time. Loved it. It was adorable. Oh, oh I can't wait. I want to watch it. <laughs> All the little characters that you want, like from any of the kids' movies you've ever seen, like the kid reminds you of the guys from the Goonies, kids remind you from the Heavyweights. And then a surprise, really cute ending of the first episode. It was... That's oh, fine. my God. There is a preview for a Netflix show that we cannot watch because it is going to be awful. But it's about this family that moves somewhere <laughs> so that their son can do competitive hockey while the daughter was a figure skater and they're twins. But it is full incest makeouts. Every clip is like, it's just you and me. We're doing mm. this together. I'm like, mm. that's your twin brother. You are grossing me out. Like, honestly, in Game of Thrones, there was a lot of violence, which perhaps I'm just a nerd by because I live in America. And it's just like violence. Yes. Nudity. Can't do that. 
But as soon oh as the God, incest was started, I was just like, kick that wall. So I don't think they're really going to be incest people because it's like a teen show. <laughs> I don't know. These teens, yeah. if you've watched um, the one where the suicide, what was that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Reasons why. 13 Reasons Why, which I never have. They do some heavy stuff. It's like in Euphoria where they're just like, it's like, I want to show about the teens who are just sitting alone at lunch because that's the high school I went to. <laughs> no one was doing meth in the fucking bathroom. That I know That of. you know of. Yeah, I know. You weren't invited. Sorry. Clearly. I know. <laughs> well, oh, we're almost done with me. But back on Disney Plus, they will show you. Because you're always like, which one am I supposed to watch? I don't know what's happening. They show them. They're like, this is the order. If you want to go in order in the timeline. These are phase one, phase two. I'm like, wow. This is made for morons. And I am just that moron. So I <laughs> Is this in. Marvel? Yeah. Okay. All right. So get ready. Because I now have watched Thor Ragnarok. Ah, uh, so good. Ant-Man. I haven't seen it. Not good. Captain America, or the, yeah, and Captain America Winter Soldier, because I want to see more Sebastian Stan. <laughs> so good. I've only seen the ones that people are like, this is the best one. I was like, bad, cool. So I've watched Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragnarok. Yes. And then I've watched Endgame. Well, I've watched enough oh. of Endgame. It's so long. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy? I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah, um, I saw it while high, and it was in 3D, and I sort of freaked out and missed a lot of it, because I was just like, stay calm. Stay calm. And what else did I watch? Oh, I watched um, Black Panther. Oh, yes, of course. But I think I will make it through this whole Marvel universe, even though I am fully vaccinated and can't leave the house. I do think that I will. See, I would have been much more bought in if Emily Blunt was Black Widow, as they originally intended. She had to take another role. How many movies are in this universe? Or like 70. I think it's 70? 20. I thought it was 22. It's like 800. <laughs> When do they start? Like the Halle Berry as Storm? Like, is that no. at all part of this? No, Iron Man. <laughs> it's, yeah. No. Okay. I'm it's like, Iron I'm Man, <laughs> then Iron Man 2, then like Captain, I don't know. Okay. That's not the order they go in. On okay. <laughs> Disney Plus. Starts with Where Captain does it America. Start? Starts okay. with Captain really? America. That okay. makes sense. When Chris Evans is much littler, and then he gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I hate oh the way God. they call him Cap. Oh, it drives me nuts, but... <laughs> The funny parts are really funny. I think if you like bloody murder death for like 12 minutes and then you say something funny, it's really funny. Like on Game of Thrones, you'd be like, ha, ha. <laughs> like that's actually not funny. But you're just so tired of watching people die that you're like, mm -hmm. yes, okay, funny. It's and then James dark. Spader was the voice of the bad guy in the last one I watched. Fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, he's a, such a good bad guy. <laughs> such a good bad guy. How are you reconciling this with your Joss Whedon? Well, all of our collective patrons. I know. I didn't moment. realize that he, the one I just watched, he had directed. Yeah. But the guy who did, uh, what was the first horrible movie we all watched together about Jojo Rabbit? No, it was called Jojo Rabbit, whatever yeah. it was called. The director yeah. of that, whose name I do not want to murder, directed one of the, the Ragnarok one, which is yeah. hilarious. It's so fun. What is it? It's so Wahidi? fun. I, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Okay, then I'd just tell you about one more thing and then I'll shut up even though I have like 19 more things. <laughs> Michelle Obama started a new show called Waffles and Mochi on Netflix oh, yeah. to teach kids about fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a childlike person. I deal with kids. Uh -huh. So waffles, they end up going to a grocery store, getting a job there. Mrs. Obama lets them have a chance. Turns out waffles is half waffle, half Yeti. And I was out. <laughs> <laughs> What's Yeti? Like the abominable snowman. What's happening? What? <laughs> exactly. What is like waffle the food? That's not a yeah. vegetable. 
Right. So once we went crossbreed, cross species, or food product, and is waffle, waffle like um, um what? Exactly. Is waffle my brain a exploded mascot? And I couldn't stay there anymore. Who's waffle? I, I'm telling you, my brain exploded, and I was like, I don't really care what we're gonna learn about food. I gotta go. This character named Waffles, when they yeah. get to the grocery store and meet Shelfie, he says, "Are you a waffle?" And he goes, "Ah, uh, my mom was a waffle. My dad was a Yeti." Oh my I'm god. Out. I was out. Weird. But he's Why? real cute. He is very and then cute. Mochi is just like a little piece of mochi who goes. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I feel like it's very important to note that when Julie minimized the waffles and mochi, we got to see her 18 page notes for today. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> 18 pages. I love how you were like, I'm going to shut up. The whole point of it is for you to talk. I know, but you probably watched something. We know you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean, that's all I watch. <laughs> End of list. <laughs> End of list. Yeah. I want to get into it. I love Andre Brower. I love... It took me so long. It took okay. me like three years of just watching the first three episodes and then being like, I can't. And then trying the first three episodes again and being like, no. Then watching the first four episodes and being like, what the fuck? And then once you get to the fifth or sixth episode, you're in. Can you just skip the first season like you can with Parks and Rec and 30 Rock and Schitt's mm-hmm. Creek? <laughs> you could, I guess. Yeah. If you want to. Why not? <laughs> No, just skip to like episode five or something. Okay. So where does this rank with younger and don't tell Ted about Fred? So the silence is me leaving. I would rate it higher than both of those. Okay. And as far as you enjoying it, much higher. Really? Yeah, yeah. Significantly better in your mind. Better off Ted and younger are great. I think you'll enjoy it. Well, Andre Brower is one of my favorite actors of all time. He is so fun because he is completely devoid of emotion at any given moment and is sort of a nice foil to the typical stereotype of flamboyant gay man because he's a gay black police chief and he does not smile or do anything. He's very put together and restrained. I can't remember which guy from New Girl was on the Justin podcast and saying that they were improving, and Andre Brower was like, what's happening? What, where are these words coming from? How are you doing this? He's like such a classically trained actor. He was like, you don't go away from the script. What the hell is happening? Yeah. He's like, but really funny stuff. But don't do that again. And then the head demon guy from Good Place is on it as Andre Brower. Oh, I love Captain him. Captain Holt's husband. Oh, I love him. I can't think yeah. of his name. He no, does the Good Place podcast. Oh, does he? He's nice. the host of that. He's well, his, he has the best voice besides me, obviously. <laughs> well, all of that it's sounds delightful. Cute. It's so fun. Yeah. Also, if you did not take me up on my recommendation of Lost Tills, the podcast this week was heart wrenching. Really amazing. It really is like serial. And then the first guy who was killed, his wife just wanted to talk about him. She's like, I don't want to talk about the killings. I don't want to talk about anything. I want you to get to know my husband. And I'm like, well, now I feel like I do. And heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching! But beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sort of like... Everything I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I love I was, that you're like, we can't do Promise a Young Woman or Minari or anything like that, but here's a fucking murder podcast. It's a true crime one, and it's got lots of interesting characters. I was driving home the other day from teaching, and I was listening to it, and it was like starting to rain. I was like, I'm just going to keep driving. So I like drove for an hour to listen to it in the car. It's going to be perfect on a road trip. Mm-hmm. It's just so well done. It's a real journalist. It's not like two schmucks like Nick and Julie sitting around <laughs> talking about stuff. Yeah, so. There's a lot of value in schmucks. <laughs> Is there? 
Right. Our third podcast is going to be Dinner with Schmucks, where we have sort of a, uh, a BQ. Yes. And it's like eight more hours of editing. No, thank you. <laughs> is your finger bleeding, by the way? Yeah, I cut myself. Okay. While we've been sitting here? Yeah. On what? There, so I cut my foot, and um, there's... I recently cleaned up my room so they could, my first room before I moved downstairs, so they could measure the windows that are non-functional. And there's some strip that used to be attached to the base of this built-in desk that has very sharp edges. So that sliced me. And then when I went to investigate with my hand, it got here. So yeah, sorry about that. Do you need to go tend to your wound? Well, I know you don't like it when I leave. So I thought I'd just stay here and deal with it. Um, I don't like it when you take a break to get a sip of water when you bring back an empty jug. <laughs> I drink it on the way. Do you want to go take care of it? No, it's fine. Are you bleeding all over everything? No, no, it's contained now. <laughs> good. We're good. I applied pressure. I pressed it up against my uh, other foot. Everything's bloody, but just me. <laughs> That was a lot. All right. Well, no UK this week, but they have definitely been rocking it out on Twitter and everywhere. They've lost their minds. Should we head into the meat and potatoes? But here we are. Yes, US. So this is the most cringy episode of television I have perhaps ever watched. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Emotionally scarred. We'll just go through it. So here we are. Last week, Rose was really excited that she also won. <laughs> she won. Sit back and relax, people. I got 149 slides to get through. Oh Amazing. <laughs> I whittled them down from 179. So <laughs> look how fast we're flying through these. So Utica got to won the lip sync. Everyone's not excited. So then she comes back and her psychoticness begins from the jump. Yeah. I think Tina deserves to stay more than I do. And they're all like, yeah, we agree with you. And I had a little fun with Tina. What do you guys think? Crickets, yeah. crickets, crickets. So we, yeah, so we don't know how long of a spacing between those moments were, but I imagine very quick. Utica just strikes me as someone who doesn't know who she is and is trying to apply different techniques. She's like, okay, I guess I could be the bitchy queen or I could be the super nice queen or just be your fucking self, boo. Do it. And also, I think Tina Burner won. The lip sync? That lip sync, I mean, yeah. She's got a huge mouth, like Vinegar Strokes and um, Britta Filter. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Britta yeah. with that huge mouth, and you're just drawn to it. So I thought it could have been a tie. I felt bad for Tina. I did like her tweet this week that was like, I bet you miss me now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this would never have happened if she had won. Do we know yeah, how old I, Utica is? I'm looking it up. Her. She, I mean, I know she and... Olivia were a duo and a pairing. So maybe that's why I'm sort of conflating them. But I feel similarly with Olivia, where it's just like she doesn't know her drag. She doesn't know her moment, what she's trying to express, her brand, who she is. And it's just like, just be yourself. I know. But like, l let's look at Utica. She lives in a town of 300 people. She's the seventh day Adventist who isn't a vegetarian, whatever. Um, <laughs> they don't believe in gays, but her family does. So like, you know, the rules are not that clear for her about who she yeah. is and who it's okay to be. So in one moment, she's like, I feel so bad I sent Tina home. She deserved this more than me. But I'm also maybe a lip think a thousand. <laughs> so 
like, I will say I'm tapping myself on my back because the new lip sync assassin on our hands. You're like, yeah, she just mm-hmm. feels like an inexperienced person who's yes. trying to find Perfect. her way. An inexperienced person, yes. <laughs> and I don't know. I've been a fan of Utica. I think from when she made RuPaul laugh hysterically, which based on the rest of the season is not that rare. And then when she made that sickening sort of outfit that she created, I was just like, love it. Love Utica. But she's in the bottom so much. This roast was... I turned so quickly. On We're not there yet. Okay, I'm We're sorry. We're not there yet. We are headed to the mini challenge, which was actually a fun mini challenge. Mm-hmm. I thought. No, 100. It, it was. I'd say even better than the one with the legs from a couple of years ago. Yes. Now, my favorite part of this whole thing is RuPaul laughing. So let's just listen to that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the face. I mean, is she high this season? She must be. I don't know. Like, the amount of cackles that she has, I was concerned that she was just going to drop dead. I mean, maybe she really just does, like, totally stupid nonsense like this. But So the challenge is they have to be a YouTube makeup star. They're the face. Someone else is the arms. And up first is Rosé and Candy. I thought they were funny. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this Norvina bitch. Norvina. Why? I guess she's the 14th. Contestant. So it's funny. I laughed. She, I thought Rosé did a really good job of rolling with it. And they said whoever has the funniest look at the end. That's what RuPaul says. So this oh. is pretty bad. Because performance, performance wise. She okay. said best look at the end. Heard. Now we have Simone so and Olivia. They put on barely any makeup. She did put the lipstick in her mouth, which I thought was uh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when yeah. she tried to reach for her eyes, it was on her cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> but this last pairing was my favorite. Well, yeah, because... Uh, got Utica's arms are ridiculously long for the size of Got Mick's body. <laughs> got Mick is. And then she eats yeah. the face powder, which can't be good. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. The size discrepancy between fucking Lurch and Thumbelina was hilarious. <laughs> the actions, I feel like Utica was very expressive with her arms, which we've seen in the past lip syncs. That's all she does. It's just like, woo, it's fun. Got Mick. I mean, Got Mick is super fucking funny. Yeah. Starting to worry about Simone. So they pick Roseanne and Candy as the winners. Which I thought was the kiss of death that meant Candy was going home. They're like, you haven't won anything. You can win this mini challenge and then fuck off. I know. Ugh, if we were in UK, it would have been. <laughs> US or Holland. different rules. <laughs> yeah. So Candy and Rosé win and they get to set the order for the nice girls roast where they're going to roast Heidi in Closet, Nina West, and Valentina. Who would have been your favorite Miss Congeniality who is not in this? Monet Exchange. Katya. Oh, Katya. Katya. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I still Katya. like Ben. Yes, of course. Yeah, these are not my favorite Miss Congenialities. No. I mean, I didn't even watch season 11. What? So we go into, I think roasting people is really hard, although I did watch Nikki Glazer's best roasting moments on YouTube. She is vicious and hilarious. Oh, my <laughs> God. Terrible. She rips people apart. It's fantastic. So we've got Lonnie Love and Michelle Visage there to help them. Got Mick. Just like in the last challenge, has storyboarded it out, but can't figure out what she's doing. She just keeps going through the papers. She is the only one who actually applied the notes, though. Yes. Which is good. She's a listener, and she's very naturally funny. Olivia's been a goddamn mess for the past couple of weeks, and I know I turned on her as soon as she started winning, and that's my own bias, but I don't know. I did not love this I'm a little baby. I don't get the vibe like that she is fake, but... 
this is not enough as a person, as a persona, as a brand. It's just not. Like, we wouldn't hang out. She would be like, you think a lot. And I'd be like, I sure do. (laughs) She's like, I can fit all my thoughts in this little purse. Good for her. That's what I'm working at, right? I don't meditate every day to have more fucking thoughts. So she's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. She tells her first joke, and then all she hears is crickets. Out comes Rosé. I love Rosé in this outfit. I don't know what it is. This little powder blue hat and this shirt, it it just works for me. I'm going to sound clip that and put it on your soundboard. I love rosé. Now, as a person Pardon. myself who has rosacea. As a person, are you a person? <laughs> I'm going to say something else about rosé. She's awesome at what she's doing, but she is a musical theater performer. That is who she is. She's an actor, yeah. I think. She also is like naturally, it's the, it's the girls who don't have sort of that cruelty in their repertoire that tend to not do well. Because she already has, with her best duties, that sort of like, I'm going to shade you because that's how I show my love. Oh, mama. All right, baby. And she obviously hosts a lot, and she's just comfortable being on stage because she's been in a million plays, and she's in Stephanie's daughter or whatever it is, Stephanie's child. Well, and she also owns the entire kingdom in Shrek. Good <laughs> fire, So here comes Simone. So Simone either, like, she's had four wins, but she either is rocking it out or she is, yikes. I mean, reading people is hard. I tried to come up with some reads that were not like, that were funny. It's not easy. And I think I'm pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, you know, especially if you're not funny, which is not part of Simone's bag at all, right? She's beautiful. She's funny if you give her the lines. Like her troll joke I didn't get. I didn't really understand her jokes. No. There was too much explanation. Yeah. If you have that. to explain it, then it's not funny. Out comes the demon herself. Yikes. This honestly, like every single moment of this was agony. She comes out and it's just being cruel. Like there's no joke. There's no humor behind it. It's just, it's, she's like, this is observational humor. It's just like, you're just looking. You were just, this is just observation. You're seeing that there's, you know, heavy set people, not real thin like you. And then you're leaning into it. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. Well, even this joke about RuPaul and Simone or Simone and Pumbaa, it's just not funny. Nothing about RuPaul resembles Pumbaa. No. <laughs> Though she she did change it to Ross for the yes. performance, which was smart, but still not funny. So you say it and it's not funny. And she's like, Pumbaa, you know, like the Lion King. Have you ever seen it? And Michelle's like, yes, Utica, I have children. She's like, you sure look like it. You're like, oh my God, what are you, five? Yeah. It was mind-blowingly cruel. Something is wrong with her. Because <laughs> I'm serious. You can't be like, so it's terrible and I hurt everyone's feelings, but I can't wait to do it again. Like that's, there's, there's a disconnect there that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's being committed to your convictions and then just being but an But she asshole. doesn't think it's funny. She just doesn't know what else to do. Then shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it would have been much better if she stood up there, said nothing. Yeah, I'm going to do an interpretive dance of what I think of RuPaul. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, this is even a throwback to a Finding Nemo joke, and I make that joke in dance class all the time. I love <laughs> Speaking Whale. So the worst part I really thought is that Lonnie Love seemed to be getting her feelings really hurt. Yeah. And to not be able to read that and to con- continue bashing on her, she's like, oh, you speak whale too? Because you're big. Like, it's fine if you don't, if you say something that's not funny, but this woman is obviously like, this is hurting my feelings. This is, I, I didn't pay to be here for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're in a roast, there's sort of something where it's like kind of nothing's off limits. This feels like something that should, I mean, if you're going to make a joke about it, make it funny and at least make it unique. And, no, and I just, love that they were like, this is just very mean. 
It's very mean. If you were just like, um, I loved you and the Wrecking Ball music video, Miley looked great on you. That could have been like a more like... Maybe that's not great either. Never mind. It is good. It's at least funny and not like, hey, you're fat. I don't know if you know this, but you're fat. And yeah. you're still fat. And fat's gross. And then she was, so they tell her, they're like being honest with her. Like, this is upsetting. And she's like, oh, does that trigger you? She didn't break Carrie. Like, she went so hard into this different persona. And it's like, first of all, where was the girl who was like, I don't know if I can wear this costuming, right. Simone, because I don't want to be offensive or appropriate culture. And now I'm just like, oh, does that trigger you? Does it? See, but Whales, it's like the- manatees. The thing that they say when they're like, oh, I was, I had a diabetic low insulin. So I said the N word. It's like, then you're used to saying the N word. Like this is exactly. who you are, right? This is, this is what, how you and your friends talk. Cause this all came real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it? Well, whales, like- manatees. And then she goes on to be further delusional. I just love when everything's just accurate, like really good observations. No one else does. Your snatch game was absolute shit. You stuck to your guns in that, the, the, your humor. And now you're suddenly doing this. But I think that's why she and Olivia are friends. They're both like, well, I thought I did a good job. You're like, well, you didn't. You don't, you don't get to decide that. So we're headed to the main stage. RuPaul looks amazing. Our adorable Heidi in closet wearing her Annie, are you okay? Michael Jackson outfit. Nina West looks great. Valentina, the makeup is weird. I don't it know does what, look, what's her eyebrows? What's her eyes? Is it her eyebrows? Yeah. I don't know if I have a closer up one of that. Nina West does seem like a really nice person, as does Heidi. Valentina. She's not a nice person. I mean, she those you know how she used to draw those tally marks? Those were her promising young woman tally marks. Instead <laughs> of a notebook, she drew it on her face. And those were not uh, disrespectful men. Those were just people who were disrespectful for her. I haven't seen Aja in a while. Oh, <laughs> hey So Candy put herself first because then she doesn't have to edit her jokes if anybody makes them, which is smart. But it is tough to come out there with no audience and come out first. But is this the first time we've seen her cinched? She looks amazing. She does look very great. I mean, so Candy does great. Candy does quite (laughs) well. Candy does fine. Candy does what Simone should have done, which was just punch the words. Yeah. Her jokes weren't that funny. She's like, what do you think about that, bitch? And you're like, oh, that's funny. But it really wasn't. Well, everything else was just so bad. The only people who did well were Candy, Mick, and Rosé. She's like, the only thing I can think of worse than your fashion on season uh, 11 were, no, that's it, bitch. That's all I can think about. Like, that's not that funny. But well, it's a good intro MC to bring the energy, especially if you have no audience and be like, oh my, oh. can you imagine? That would be awful. Out comes in Simone in a dress made by Gigi Good's mother, hair done by Gigi Good. Yeah, she looks fantastic, but the jokes were sense. not there. No. She tried. She, she is lovable, though, right? Yeah. Like, she instantly walks out and you're like, ugh. Lonnie Love said it best. She's like, I liked it when she left the stage. It made me feel better. You were like, I just want her to be done. Yeah. Like, this yeah. Is I don't have to suffer. This is no, not going to be where she shines. <laughs> no. Out comes the biggest bomb since, what, Hiroshima? Jesus Christ. I, this is all I've seen. You have the opening clip and then I walked out. Oh, well, that's good because I screenshotted it all. <laughs> <laughs> so this dirty look after the Ross and Puma joke. Yeah. He's fucking pissed already. He's like, hey, bitch, don't. Oh, so can you explain this joke to me? You are so gay that you don't bleep on the bleep. It's something um, about Skittles. Oh, you no, didn't see that. I okay, can't. it's something about shitting on a dick. I didn't understand it. <laughs> Candy said, this is hilarious and not hilarious because it's funny. <laughs> and then we I just sh- don't understand why, if you had a joke that no one laughed at, why you would say it again. There is that part of you, though, that as an artist has to say, I'm going to go with what I think is funny. Mm-hmm. But not in this case. Mystic. Huge. Lonnie is cringing. Candy is cringing. 
Like, I know I always say don't listen to the judges because their metric changes, but yes. if they don't laugh at all, come on. Did you not? Did you see this part when Utica's going? Yeah, I did see that. Like, yeah. You're the one bombing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then she asks RuPaul to stand up because it's infamous, I guess, that once they get on the judges panel, she puts on sweatpants. They all do. And like soft, comfy shoes. She tried to make her stand up to embarrass her, I guess. Unless there was another joke down the pike. But once RuPaul tells you to fuck off with both fingers and she actually looks pissed, you need yeah. to be done. Like yeah, you need she- to go. Right? She was not getting the context clues. No. It was terrible. And oh like my God. the thing so the things that you make the things that you can make fun of RuPaul for, we've seen her age most presently, her success, because oh. she's already super successful. God Mick's about to kill it with, yeah. with the RuPaul joke. I've enjoyed all of your hit song. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and your Ross is the only person who, you know, comes when the pizza arrives in the porn. Hilarious. It isn't. It's like it depends on the crafting of the joke. It's like that is clearly very much uh, Ross's bigger joke. When Utica is like, "You look like fucking Pumbaa because you're a warthog and you're disgusting." Yikes! So I thought Gottmik was very funny. I thought she should have won. I also hate that. I hate that we saw more of Utica's performance than Gottmik and Rose combined. And and just yeah, I mean, I don't want to see this uncut because I'm sure it is. Horribly painful for everyone. Yeah. But who knows what they picked? You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say Olivia, who's up next, had perhaps my favorite joke of the night, which is like when Rue signed the Declaration of Independence, she signed it as parent slash guardian. And this Mama Rue, the patient zero of drag queens, is actually funny, but she swallowed it. She didn't even like really say it out. Mama Rue, the patient zero of drag queens. You know what I mean? There was like, woo. So then she had those two jokes. This is a a Garrow Sparrow dress. Do you know him from Project Runway or Next in Fashion? Anyway, it's very expensive and it's not cute. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make her look good at all. I'm guessing that she is not comfortable with her shape these days because she never pads herself beautifully. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that her shape fluctuates so much that she can't necessarily nail down a specific size. Maybe. Rosé came out. She was great. She was very comfortable. She is wearing a terrible outfit from Dolly Parton's reject closet. I don't know what this is. <laughs> As she does. <laughs> yeah, in high school, she did audition for the play, and she got the part of the stage. But um, boom, ching. I mean, funny. Yeah, funny. Yeah. So RuPaul I, loved it. Yeah. Do you think she won? Who is your winner? I give it to Rosé only because she's the most comfortable. But I do think Gottmik was the funniest. And I agree with yeah. the judges that Rosé was funnier in rehearsal. But look at the face on Heidi Closet. <laughs> the only thing thirstier than Heidi in Closet are her makeup brushes. And then she's got this pout face that's amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh, I did like this joke that I want you all to know that Rue and I have something else in common besides being perfect. One of us is a recording artist and one of us is a singer. <laughs> so the bottom two is Simone and Utica. Do you agree? Or would you have put Olivia down there? I probably would have put Olivia. She had well, no, I think no, Simone. Simone. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I do. In this challenge, yeah, for sure. And this song was terrible. You can't like dance to it. I don't know. Maybe you could have danced to it. They didn't dance to it. But Simone bought her actress. I thought she won the lip sync. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so much is won by the uh, outfit, I think. Like Elliot never stood a chance in that thing. Simone looks. <laughs> 
great. Utica looks. Uh, yes. Can you imagine if they? Because yeah. I actually thought Utica did get a good job lip syncing. She is a captivating performer. Yeah, she does a good job, but no. <laughs> and then they were showing so much of her on camera. I'm like, oh god, does she win? And then she walks out as delusional as she fucking walked in. As I'm sashaying yeah. away now, I'm feeling honestly happy. For my, my first roast, at least I have potential. Where'd you learn that? No one agrees with you. <laughs> no. So then they show next week. They're all going to be starring in Hanny. I Shrunk the Drag Queens. ScarJo is going to show up. And then Simone is going to break my heart. I literally started crying. I'm like, why am I crying? Simone. <laughs> I know. Simone, Simone, yay. Oh, she is ugly crying. So precious. <laughs> well, even though it was the cringiest episode in the history of television ever, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it watching it with my scarf and my pillow on my head. I hated it. <laughs> I hate cringe moments. I hated how quickly I turned on Utica, even though she absolutely deserved it. I know. It was rough for you. You really wanted to keep liking Utica. I did. She made it well, hard you for can. this episode. <laughs> Are we ready to head to the chat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get those scores in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. Well, that'd be nice. You told me. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> uh -oh. Next song. Oh my God. It says Nick is still typing. No, I'm ready. Send it. Whoa. We have two low ballers here, ladies and gentlemen. Nick with a 78, Emma with an 85, and Julie with a perfect score of 93. 93. Wow. I can't even see your score. It won't send. Oh. <laughs> it's said like nine times. If I'm going to be in charge of sound effects, I can't make everything happen. Okay. <laughs> so, Emma, Hi. did you want to play a game? Yes. Y'all ready for this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Officially. All right. Today we're going to play Song Association. From what decade? Oh, it's not the name that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I give you okay. a word and you think oh. of a song. Oh, good. <laughs> oh nice. Because nice, nice, nice. I was like, we're headed to the aughts and I'm going to fucking drown. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to go back and forth between you. You'll each get 10 seconds to try and come up with the song, with a song associated with the uh, word that I give you. If in that 10 seconds you cannot think of a song, it will be passed to the other person and they will have a chance to get the point. Ooh. All right, Nick, left or right? I'm going to go with uh, right. Okay. The battery was in my right hand, so you get to go first. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what battery? Yeah, this one. Nice. Oh, wait. Can I do like in tennis? I get to choose if I want to serve or receive. No. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nick. <laughs> Ten seconds is on the clock. Nick, the word is night. What? <laughs> One night is all it takes. Possibilities. Good job. No, that's not, the lyric is kiss. <laughs> I just tricked you all. So you're out. But I owned up to it. Night fever, night fever. <laughs> we know how to show it. All right, Julie, you ready? Totes. Ten seconds on the clock. 
The word is call. Call me, baby. Damn it. <laughs> hey, I just hit you. And this, this is crazy. Crazy. But <laughs> here's my number. So call me, maybe. Good that job, is it. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Are I you got sure that one. <laughs> All right, Nick, back to you. The word okay. is sound. Small one. The sound of silence. It's not how the song goes, but that, you're, that is a song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how the Dami M one goes from Eurovision. Our, our studio audience <laughs> is really excited. <laughs> Scores two to one. All right, Julie. One. One is the loneliest oh. number that you ever knew. I thought you were about to be like, one kiss is all it takes. <laughs> that would have been better, but you can dunk on yourself. You don't need that. <laughs> all right, Nick. The word is touch. Just a touch of your love is enough to take control of my whole body. Just a touch of your love, love. Just a touch of your love. Julie, candy. Oh, um, because the candy man can. That's Sammy Davis Jr. Suck it, children. Suck it. Nice, you got it. Well done. Oh, I love having such a supportive audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, the word is first. Oh, my God. First things first, I'll give you my heart. Second things second, I'll tear it apart. That's not true. That's not a real song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, in time. <laughs> All right, Julie, 10 seconds to seal. Walk in the club, purse first. Bam. Walk in the club, purse first. Bam. <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. First things first, I'm the realist. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Julie, your clue is girlfriend. Call your girlfriend. <laughs> Say you've had enough. Go, Robin. The score is five to two. Damn it. How many more do we have left? Just three? Can I catch her at all? Uh, she has to lose. <laughs> lose, Julie, lose. I could lose one and then you could... There's four clues left, so you'll each get two more, unless you get a steal. <laughs> so yeah, Against, you can do this. You just she's got to get none, and you have to get all of them. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Her. All right, Nick. The clue is wing. Spread your wings and fly. We don't need nobody. Na 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 na. It's up by Little Mix. Wings is the title of the song. Is it called Wings? It's called Wings, yeah. All right, real quick fact check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've admitted to every other time you've lied, so. <laughs> I have, yeah. Spread your wings and fly. Yeah, it's a song. Sounds like a I hit. I don't need no one saying, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right, Julie, the word is feel. Feel. You've got me feeling emotions. That's feeling, that's not feel. You did wings, and I only said okay, one fine. singular. <laughs> Is that a boo? <laughs> boo. Oh, we've got a clip out. Lonnie loves boo. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> Just feel like that's going to come in handy. <laughs> All right, Julie. Is it Julie? No. It's Nick. No. <laughs> All right, Nick. The clue is right. 
You spin me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> like, like a record, record baby. Right round, round, round. All right, and Julie, your final clue is meet. Like, nice to meet you. How about nice to meet ya? Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Buy one. You Megan Trainer. Nice you to, to meet ya. It. Damn it, Emma. <laughs> I didn't want to think I was telling about, you know, beef or pork or shit. <laughs> Meat, it's what for dinner. <laughs> What's the score, Joe? Oh, I stopped counting. I think it's seven. <laughs> God damn, she mercy ruled me. Well, once she said if I got another one and I did, I was like, I better not write it down. <laughs> yeah, don't want to shame him. No. Damn it. Not any more than life already has. Oh, that was a good <laughs> roast, right? <laughs> But seriously, come and follow us. Uh, go to takespod.com. You can follow us on Instagram. If you'd like to hear us talk more about things that about 30 Rock, we have a podcast called Blurg that is hilarious. And this week's episode is called Cooter. What are we going to do with that one? Can you imagine? <laughs> We're all going to watch Barb and Star and stop watching movies that make you want to kill yourself during the pandemic. So uh, have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. See it, know it, own it, learn it, love it, live it, let's do it again.